0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to another Wednesday, which means it's time for Wiki What Wednesdays. Hey everybody, I'm your host Skylar, and welcome back to another episode of Wiki What. Uh, For those that are new, this podcast is all about just random Wikipedia articles being read to you. Uh, in hopes that you will learn something, and I will learn something. So, uh, this is our third episode now. The past week, we did stuff about the Supreme Court in Argentina, and before that was uh, The History of MAD. took me a second to remember that. It shouldn't. That bad since it's only been third episode, but it made my memory's a little bad. Uh so yeah, so I clicked random article on Wikipedia, and what the topics for today are the first one is giant pouched rat. And because that article is so short, I clicked it again, and we got the imprisonment. Of John Drayton. There actually were a couple more in between but those were like one-line Wikipedia pages where I figured uh, I'll just skip this one for now. So uh, for those that are new uh, like and follow us on Facebook under Postgrad Pre-Life. I know it's a different name than the podcast series but uh, you deal with it. Send me some messages and tell me to change it. Maybe I will. Uh, But follow us on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Music Podcasts, wherever you might find your podcasts. So, let's get started with the first topic. The first topic of today's double-featured, the giant pouched rat. Uh, So, the sign classification for this it is in the animalia kingdom uh, the Chordata phylum Mammalia class which means it's a mammal it's in the rodentia order so it's a rodent uh, the family is Nisomyidae and subfamily is Chrysotominae. and the genus is chrysotomy's uh yeah I don't really know what the family through uh genus genus is uh don't really know the phylum either but uh I guess lots of people call it uh the chrysotomy's spelled c-r-i-c-e-t-o-m-y-s so now, I'll start the intro for what this Wikipedia page says. So it says the giant pouched rats of sub Saharan Africa are large myroid rodents. Their head and body length range from 25 to 45 centimeters, which translates to 10 to 17 and a half inches. Uh, with scaly tails ranging from 36 to 46 centimeters, or 14 to 18 inches. They weigh between 1 and 1. 1.5 kilograms, or 2.2 2 to 3.3 3 pounds. Natural History Giant pouched rats are only distantly related to tr- the true rats, though they were until recently placed in the family Muridae. Recent molecular studies, however, place them in the family Nesomidae, part of an ancient radiation of African and Malagasy muroids. The name pouch strat refers to their large cheek pouches. Females have been said to be capable of producing up to 10 litters yearly. Uh, that's about one a month. Gestation is about 27 to 36 days. One to five young are born at a time. Females have eight nipples. Uh, these animals are nocturnal. They're omnivores and feed on vegetation and small animals, especially insects. They have a particular taste for palm nuts. And like many related rodents that are hind gut fermenters, they are corp. Perf- I guess, uh, voiding soft fecal pellets of semi-digested food that they eat directly from the anus. So that's kind of gross. Interaction with humans. Uh, this looks like it's the most uh, entertaining part of this uh, Wikipedia page. So pay attention. Uh, so in many African countries, giant pouch rats are valued as an important food item, but they are easily tamed as pets. However, they were associated with an outbreak of monkeypox in the USA in 2003 and since been banned from importation to the U.S. So in Africa, you can eat them or keep them as a pet, Uh, but you can't do either in the United States. Uh, Detecting explosives and tubular tuberculosis by scent Uh, these rats are also becoming useful in some areas for detecting landmines their acute senses of smell is very effective in detecting explosives such as tnt and at the time they are light enough not to detonate any of the mines the rats are being trained by apopo a non-profit social venture based in tanzania so they can sniff them out and they can uh Walk on them, so that's pretty cool. Uh, the procedure for training rats to detect landmines was conceived and developed by Belgian Bart Wietgens. Training starts at four weeks of age when the rats are handled to accustom them to human and exposed to humans and exposed to a variety of sights and sounds. They learn to associate a clicker with the food reward of banana or banana peanut paste. Then they are trained to indicate a hole which contains TNT by nosing it for 5 seconds. They then learn to find the correct hole in a line of holes. Finally, the rat is trained to wear a harness and practices outdoors on a lead or a leash if you're in America, finding inactive mines under soils. Under, at the end of their training, they are tested. They must find all the mines in an area of 40 meters squared, or 480 square yards uh, that has been seeded with inactive, inactivated mines. It is a blind test. Their handlers do not know where the mines are. If they succeed, they are certified as bomb-sniffing rats. Uh, so that is very similar to how they train dogs, I guess. Uh, but these rats look like they're the size of uh, maybe a small kitten if anyone doesn't have a picture of this, of them. Uh, but Google them. There's a cool picture with one called a hero rat and finding mines. Back to the article. APOPO is also training the rats to detect tuberculosis by sniffing spatum samples. The rats can test many more samples than a scientist, hundreds a day, compared with 30 to 40 by traditional methods. Landmines and tuberculosis sniffing rats are called hero rats. So who knew you could teach a rat to do that? That's pretty nifty. And lastly for this article, it's a short one I told you at the beginning. Uh, but this is called in pop culture. So I guess in two thousand three there was a remake of a movie called Willard. And uh the Rat in that movie's name was Ben, and he was a Gambian pouch rat. Uh, so that might be one of the only movies you'll see: a pouch rat in. Also, uh, there was a documentary series called "The Story of a Little Giant," and that featured a pouch rat named Isaac. And that is the end of this Wikipedia article. Um, So it's pretty short, but now you know about these African rats that you can eat or have as a pet or send them to a minefield or keep them in a hospital to find uh, issues wrong with you. So what an interesting read. And now you know all about these uh, pouched rats. So we'll take a quick ad break and then we'll start with the second uh, article from today. And we are back from the ad. Hope that wasn't too too long of a break. But the next uh, article we have for today involves the imprisonment of John Drayton. So the imprisonment of John Drayton was in 1904 and was the first and until the Brown Fitzpatrick privilege case in 1955 was the only time that an Australian parliament punished somebody under the parliamentary privilege provisions. The incident. So the incident rose over the forfeiture and subsequent reinstatement of a gold mining lease. The lease, known as the Empress of Koolagardy, was owned by the Phoenix Company, which went into liquidation in 1902. The following year, a prospector named Daniel Brown applied for forfeiture of the lease on the grounds that it had not been worked properly by the owner. The Phoenix Company responded with the assertion that it was protected from the labor conditions of the lease under the Companies Act because it was in liquidation. This argument was initially rejected and the lease forfeited. Eventually, however, the matter came to the attention of the Attorney General of Western Australia, Sir Walter James, who ruled that the forfeiture was not valid. The lease was then reinstated. During the incident, John Drayton was the editor of the Kalgoorlie newspaper called The Sun. The Sun's coverage of the incident included allegations that the Minister for Mines, Henry Gregory, had robbed the prospector to reward the capitalist and was to blame for the reinstatement of the lease. The Investigation Late in 1904, the Legislative Assembly established a select committee to look into the incident. A number of witnesses, including Drayton, were summoned to appear before the committee on October 30th. On receiving his summons, Drayton reportedly stated that he did not intend to answer it, and accordingly, he was not present at the appointed time. After receiving a telephone call from the clerk of the house, Drayton did eventually attend, but refused to be sworn or provide any information on the grounds that what he had published was hearsay. When Drayton's refusal to cooperate with the select committee was announced to the Legislative Assembly on November 1st, the Premier of Western Australia, Henry Daglish, moved that Drayton to be fined 100 pounds because Australia was still using the British pound, I believe, at this time. Uh, two days later, it was discovered that the amount of The fine exceeded limits imposed by the standing orders of the Legislative Assembly, and the fine was reduced to 50 pounds. Drayton responded by writing a letter to the House, claiming to be unable to pay the fine. The Assembly then resolved that Drayton be imprisoned either until he paid the fine or until the end of the current parliamentary session. Drayton was taken into custody on November 12, 1904 release on december 8th drayton's imprisonment was raised again in this assembly some members were concerned that the incident was being viewed as an attack on the freedom of the press while others argued that the house had been too hasty in deciding to use its powers in this way it was then decided that drayton had been sufficiently punished and his release was ordered so he was in jail for like 30 days because he didn't want to pay a $50 or 50 pound fine at the time, which was probably a lot, Um, all because he published an article that uh, complained about the government. So there you go. There's a little history fact about, John Drayton and Australian Parliament and Freedom of Press over there. Uh, I guess it was entertaining. I thought the rat article might have been slightly better, but they're both pretty short. So at least you got a double feature. So there we have it. That completes another wiki what wednesday so if you guys like this episode leave me some messages either on anchor app or you can uh go to the pre post grad pre-life facebook page send uh some messages there or you can go to your podcast uh service and leave some comments on there. I'll get around to checking them. Uh, But this has been another educational week of random Wikipedia articles. Uh, Go like and listen to past episodes if you haven't already. Uh, We should be back tomorrow with another edition of environmental nights and yeah that should wrap it up for today this has been a part of the noodles on the wall podcast i have been your host skylar i will see you next week bye This episode has been a production of the Noodles on the Wall podcast.